0: Chapter number 30 of McClellan's Own Story by George Brinton McClellan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mike Manalakis. Chapter 30. The army reaches Alexandria. Sent forward the Pope. Pope's campaign. McClellan's work at Alexandria. The last man sent forward. Stanton's ironical order. McClellan commands a hundred men. Halleck in despair McClellan's volunteer services on the evening of August 23rd I sailed with my staff for Aquia Creek where I arrived in daylight on the following morning reporting to General Halleck as follows Aquia Creek august 24 1862 I have reached here and respectfully report for orders I also telegraphed as follows to general Halleck Morrell's scouts report Rappahannock Station burned and abandoned by Pope without any notice to Morrell or Sykes. This was telegraphed to you some hours ago. Reynolds, Reno, and Stevens are supposed to be with Pope, as nothing can be heard of them today. Morrell and Sykes are near Morrisville Post Office, watching the lower fords of Rappahannock, with no troops between there and Rappahannock Station, which is reported abandoned by Pope. Please inform me immediately exactly where Pope is and what doing, until I know that I cannot regulate Porter's movements. He is much exposed now, and decided measures should be taken at once. Until I know what my command and position are to be, and whether you still intend to place me in command indicated in your first letter to me, and orally through General Burnside at the Chickahominy, I cannot decide where I can be of most use. If your determination is unchanged, I ought to go to Alexandria at once. Please define my position and duties. To which I received the following reply from General Halleck. August 24th. You ask me for information which I cannot give. I do not know either where General Pope is or where the enemy in force is. These are matters which I have all day been most anxious to ascertain. On the 26th, I received the following from General Halleck. There is reason to believe that the enemy is moving a large force into the Shenandoah Valley. Reconnaissances will soon determine. General Heitzelman's corps was ordered to report to General Pope, and Kearney's will probably be sent today against the enemy's flank. Don't draw any troops down the Rappahannock at present. We shall probably want them all in the direction of the Shenandoah. Perhaps you had better leave General Burnside in charge at Acquia Creek and come to Alexandria, as very great irregularities are reported there. General Franklin's corps will march as soon as it receives transportation. On receipt of this, I immediately sailed for Alexandria and reported as follows to General Halleck. August 27th, 8 a.m. I arrived here last night and have taken measures to ascertain the state of affairs here and that proper remedies may be applied just received a rumor that Railway Bridge over Bull Run was burned last night. August 27th, 9.40 a.m. The town is quiet, although quite full of soldiers who are said to be chiefly convalescents. The affairs of the Quartermaster's Department are reported as going on well. It is said that the Bull Run Bridge will be repaired by tomorrow. The disembarkation of Sumner's troops commenced at Aquia yesterday afternoon. I found that he could reach Rappahannock Station earlier that way than from here. On the same day, I received the following from General Halleck. August 27th. Telegrams from General Porter to General Burnside, just received, say that Banks is at Fayettesville, McDowell, Sigal, and Rickerts near Warrenton, Reno on his right. Porter is marching on Warrenton Junction to reinforce Pope. Nothing said of Heinzelman. Porter reports a general battle imminent. Franklin's Corps should move out by forced marches carrying three or four days' provisions and to be supplied, as far as possible, by railroad. Perhaps you may prefer some other road than to Centerville. Colonel Haupt has just telegraphed about sending out troops. Please see him and give him your directions. There has been some serious neglect to guard the railroad, which should be immediately remedied. I replied as follows. August 27th, 10 a.m. Telegram this moment received. I have sent orders to Franklin to prepare to march with his corps at once, and to repair here in person to inform me as to his means of transportation. Kearney was yesterday at Rappahannock Station, Porter at Bealton, Kellop, Barnells, etc. Sumner will commence reaching Falmouth today. Williams, Massachusetts Cavalry will be mostly at Falmouth today. I learned Burnside my personal escort, one squadron, fourth regulars, to scout down Rappahannock. I have sent for Couch's division to come at once. As fast as I gain any information, I will forward it, although you may already have it. I also received the following telegrams from General Halleck. August 27th. Direct General Casey to furnish you about 5,000 of the new troops under his command. Take entire direction of the sending out of the troops from Alexandria. Determine questions of priority and transportation and the places they shall occupy. Pope's headquarters are near Warrenton Junction, but I cannot ascertain the present position of his troops. August 27th, I can get no satisfactory information from the front either of the enemy or of our troops. There seems to have been great neglect and carelessness about Manassas. Franklin's Corps should march in that direction as soon as possible. A competent officer should be sent out to take direction of affairs in that vicinity. Upon the receipt of these, I immediately sent the following telegram to Generals Heintzelman and Porter. Alexandria, August 27th, 1862, 1030 a.m. Where are you, and what is state of affairs? What troops in your front, right, and left? Sumner is now landing at Acquia. Where is Pope's left, and what of enemy? Enemy burned Bullrun Bridge last night with cavalry force. Major General Heintzelman, Warrington. Major General Porter, Bealton. P.S. If these general officers are not at the places named, nearest operator will please have message forwarded. I also telegraphed to the General-in-Chief the following dispatches. August 27th, 10.50 a.m. I have sent all the information I possess to Burnside, instructing him to look out well for his right flank, between the Rappahannock and Potomac, and to send no trains to Porter without an escort. I fear the cavalry who dashed at Bull Run last night may trouble Burnside a little. I have sent to communicate with Porter and Heinzelman via Falmouth, and I hope to give you some definite information in a few hours. I shall land the next cavalry I get hold of here and send it out to keep open the communication between Pope and Porter, also to watch vicinity of Manassas. Please send me a number of copies of the best maps of present field of operations. I can use 50 to advantage. August 27th, 1120 AM. In view of Burnside's dispatch, just received, would it not be advisable to throw the mass of Sumner's Corps here, to move out with Franklin to Centerville or vicinity? If a decisive battle is fought at Warrenton, a disaster would leave any troops on Lower Rappahannock in a dangerous position. They would do better service in front of Washington. Alexandria, August twenty-seventh, twelve noon. I have just learned through General Woodbury that it was stated in your office last night that it was very strange that with twenty thousand men here, I did not prevent the raid upon Manassas. This induces me to ask whether your remark in your telegram today that there had been great neglect about Manassas was intended to apply to me. I cannot suppose it was, knowing as you do, that I arrived here without information and with no instructions beyond pushing the landing of my troops. The bridge was burned before my arrival. I knew nothing of it until this morning. I ask as a matter of justice that you will prevent your staff from making statements which do me such gross injustice at a time when the most cordial cooperation is required. August 27th, 12.05 p.m., My aide has just returned from General Franklin's camp. Reports that Generals Franklin, Smith, and Slocum are all in Washington. He gave the order to the next in rank to place the Corps in readiness to move at once. I learned that heavy firing has been heard this morning at Centerville and have sent to ascertain the truth. I can find no cavalry to send out on the roads. Are the works garrisoned and ready for defense? August 27th, 1220 p.m. What bridges exist over Bull Run? Have steps been taken to construct bridges for the advance of troops to reinforce Pope or to enable him to retreat if in trouble? There should be two gunboats at Acquia Creek at once. Shall I push the rest of Sumner's corps here, or is Pope so strong as to be reasonably certain of success? I have sent to inspect the works near here and their garrisons. As soon as I can find General Casey or some other commanding officer, I will see to the railway, etc. It would be well to have them report to me, as I do not know where they are. I am trying to find them and will lose no time in carrying out your orders. Would like to see Burnside. August 27th, one fifteen p.m. Franklin's artillery have no horses except for four guns without caissons. I can pick up no cavalry. In view of these facts, will it not be well to push Sumner's Corps here by water as rapidly as possible to make immediate arrangements for placing the works in front of Washington in an efficient condition of defense? I have no means of knowing the enemy's force between Pope and ourselves. Can Franklin, without his artillery or cavalry, effect any useful purpose in front? Should not Burnside take steps at once to evacuate Falmouth and Acquia, at the same time covering the retreat of any of Pope's troops who may fall back in that direction? I do not see that we have force enough in hand to form a connection with Pope, whose exact position we do not know. Are we safe in the direction of the valley? August 27th, one thirty five p.m. I learned that Taylor's brigade, sent this morning to Bull Run Bridge, is either cut to pieces or captured. That the force against them had many guns and about 5,000 infantry, receiving reinforcements every minute. Also that Gainesville is in possession of the enemy. Please send some cavalry out towards Drainsville via Chain Bridge to watch Lewinsville and Drainsville and go as far as they can. If you will give me even one squadron of good cavalry here, I will ascertain the state of the case. I think our policy now is to make these works perfectly safe and mobilize a couple of corps as soon as possible, but not to advance them until they can have their artillery and cavalry. I have sent for Colonel Tyler to place his artillerymen in the works. Is Fort Marcy securely held? August 27th, 2.30 p.m. Sumner has been ordered to send here all of his corps that are within reach. Orders have been sent to Couch to come here from Yorktown with the least possible delay. But one squadron of my cavalry has arrived that will be disembarked at once and sent to the front. If there is any cavalry in Washington, it should be ordered to report to me at once. I still think that we should first provide for the immediate defense of Washington on both sides of the Potomac. I am not responsible for the past and cannot be for the future unless I receive authority to dispose of the available troops according to my judgment. Please inform me at once what my position is. I do not wish to act in the dark. August 27th, 6 p.m. I have just received a copy of a dispatch from General Pope to you, dated 10 a.m. this morning, in which he says, All forces now sent forward should be sent to my right at Gainesville. I now have at my disposal here about 10,000 men of Franklin's Corps, about 2,800 of General Tyler's Brigade, and Colonel Tyler's 1st Connecticut Artillery which I recommend should be held in hand for the defense of Washington. If you wish me to order any part of this force to the front, it is in readiness to march at a moment's notice to any point you may indicate. In view of the existing state of things in our front, I have deemed it best to order General Casey to hold his men for Yorktown in readiness to move, but not to send them off till further orders. On the 28th, I telegraphed as follows to General Halleck. August 28th, 410 p.m. General Franklin is with me here. I will know in a few minutes the condition of artillery and cavalry. We are not yet in condition to move, maybe by tomorrow morning. Pope must cut through today or adopt the plan I suggested. I have ordered troops to garrison the works at Upton's Hill. They must be held at any cost. As soon as I can see the way to spare them, I will send a corps of good troops there. It is the key to Washington, which cannot be seriously menaced as long as it is held." I received the following from the General-in-Chief. August 28, 1862. I think you had better place Sumner's Corps as it arrives near the guns, and particularly at the Chain Bridge. The principal thing to be feared now is a cavalry raid into this city, especially in the night time. Use Cox's and Tyler's brigades and the new troops for the same object if you need them. Porter writes to Burnside from Bristow, 9.30 a.m. yesterday, that Pope's forces were then moving on Manassas and that Burnside would soon hear of them by way of Alexandria. General Cullum has gone to Harper's Ferry, and I have only a single regular officer for duty in the office. Please send some of your officers today to see that every precaution is taken at the forts against a raid, also at the bridge. Please answer. On the 29th, the following dispatch was telegraphed to General Halleck. August 29th, 10.30 a.m., Franklin's Corps is in motion, started about 6 a.m., I can give him but two squadrons of cavalry. I propose moving General Cox to Upton's Hill to hold that important point with its works and to push cavalry scouts to Vienna via Freedom Hill and Hunter's Lane. Cox has two squadrons of cavalry. Please answer at once whether this meets your approval. I have directed Woodbury with the Engineer Brigade to hold Fort Lyon. Sumner detached last night two regiments to vicinity of Forts Ethan Allen and Marcy. Mars Brigade is still at Acquia. If he moves in support of Franklin, it leaves us without any reliable troops in and near Washington. Yet Franklin is too weak alone. What shall be done? No more cavalry arrived, have but three squadrons. Franklin has but 40 rounds of ammunition, and no wagons to move more. I do not think Franklin is in condition to accomplish much if he meets with serious resistance. I should not have moved him but for your pressing order of last night. What have you from Vienna and Drainsville? To which the following is a reply from General Halleck. August 29th, 12 noon. Upton's Hill arrangement, all right. We must send wagons and ammunition to Franklin as fast as they arrive. Mars Brigade ordered up yesterday. Fitzhugh Lee was, it is said on good authority, in Alexandria on Sunday last for three hours. I have nothing from Drainsville. On the same day, the following was received from His Excellency the President. Washington, August 29, 1862, to 30 p.m. What news from the direction of Manassas Junction? What generally? A. Lincoln, Major General McClellan. To which I replied as follows. August 29, 1862, to 45 p.m. The last news I received from the direction of Manassas was from stragglers, to the effect that the enemy were evacuating Centerville and retiring toward Thoroughfare Gap. This by no means reliable. I am clear that one of two courses should be adopted, first, to concentrate all our available forces to open communications with Pope, second, to leave Pope to get out of his scrape, and at once use all our means to make the capital perfectly safe. No middle ground will now answer. Tell me what you wish me to do, and I will do all of my power to accomplish it. I wish to know what my orders and authority are. I ask for nothing, but will obey whatever orders you give. I only ask a prompt decision that I may at once give the necessary orders. It will not do to delay longer. George B. McClellan, Major General. A. Lincoln, President. And copy to General Halleck. To which the following is a reply. Washington, August 29, 1862, 410 p.m. Yours of today just received. I think your first alternative, to wit, to concentrate all our available forces to open communication with Pope, is the right one but I wish not to control. That I now leave to General Halleck, aided by your counsels. A. Lincoln, Major General McClellan. It had been officially reported to me from Washington that the enemy, in strong force, was moving through Vienna in the direction of the Chain Bridge, and had a large force in Vienna. This report, in connection with the dispatch of the General-in-Chief on the 28th, before noted, induced me to direct Franklin to halt his command near Annandale until it could be determined, by reconnaissances to Vienna and towards Manassas, whether these reports were true. General Cox was ordered to send his small cavalry force from Upton's Hill towards Vienna and Drainsville in one direction, and towards Fairfax Courthouse in the other, and Franklin to push his two squadrons as far towards Manassas as possible in order to ascertain the true position of the enemy. With the enemy in force at Vienna and towards Lewinsville, it would have been very injudicious to have pushed Franklin's small force beyond Annandale. It must be remembered that at that time we were cut off from direct communication with General Pope, that the enemy was, by the last accounts, at Manassas in strong force, and that Franklin had only from 10,000 to 11,000 men, with an entirely insufficient force of cavalry and artillery. In order to represent this condition of affairs in its proper light to the General-in-Chief, and to obtain definite instructions from him, I telegraphed to him as follows. August twenty-ninth, 12 noon. I have ordered most of the 12th Pennsylvania Cavalry to report to General Barnard for scouting duty towards Rockville, Poolsville, etc. If you apprehend a raid of cavalry on your side of river, I had better send a brigade or two of Sumners to near Tonali Town, where, with two or three old regiments in Forts Allen and Marcy, they can watch both Chain Bridge and Tonali Town. Would it meet your views to post the rest of Sumner's Corps between Arlington and Fort Corcoran, where they can either support Cox, Franklin, or Chain Bridge, and even Tonali Franklin has only between 10000 and 11000 for duty. How far do you wish this force to advance? Also the following. August 29th, 1 p.m. I anxiously await reply to my last dispatch in regard to Sumner. Wish to give the order at once. Please authorize me to attach new regiments permanently to my old brigades. I can do much good to old and new troops in that way. I shall endeavor to hold a line in advance of Forts Allen and Marcy, at least with strong advanced guards. I wish to hold the line through Prospect Hill, McCalls, Miners, and Halls Hills. This will give us timely warning. Shall I do as seems best to me with all the troops in this vicinity, including Franklin, who I really think ought not under present circumstances to advance beyond Annandale. On the same day I received a dispatch from the General-in-Chief, in which he asks me why I halted Franklin in Annandale, to which I replied as follows. August 29th, 10.30 a.m. By referring to my telegrams of 10.30 a.m., 12.00 noon, and 1.00 p.m., together with your reply of 2.48 p.m., you will see why Franklin's corps halted at Annandale. His small cavalry force, all I had to give him, was ordered to push on as far as possible towards Manassas. It was not safe for Franklin to move beyond Annandale, under the circumstances, until we knew what was at Vienna. General Franklin remained here until about 1 p.m., endeavoring to arrange for supplies for his command. I am responsible for both these circumstances, and do not see that either was in disobedience to your orders. Please give distinct orders in reference to Franklin's movements of tomorrow. I have sent to Colonel Haupt to push out construction and supply trains as soon as possible. General Tyler to furnish the necessary guards. I have directed General Banks' supply trains to start out tonight at least as far as Annandale, with an escort from General Tyler. In regard to tomorrow's movements, I desire definite instructions, as it is not agreeable to me to be accused of disobeying orders when I have simply exercised the discretion you committed to me. On the same evening, I sent the following dispatches to General Halleck. August 29th, 10 p.m. Not hearing from you, I have sent orders to General Franklin to place himself in communication with General Pope as soon as possible, and at the same time cover the transit of Pope's supplies. Orders have been given for railway and wagon trains to move to Pope with least possible delay. I am having inspections made of all the forts around the city by members of my staff, with instructions to give all requisite orders. I inspected Worth and Ward myself this evening, found them in good order. Reports, so far as heard from, are favorable as to the condition of works. August ninth, 10 p.m., your dispatch received. Franklin's Corps has been ordered to march at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Sumner has about 14,000 infantry, without cavalry or artillery, here. Cox's brigade of four regiments is here, with two batteries of artillery. Men of two regiments, much fatigued, came in today. Tyler's brigade of three new regiments but little drilled is also here. All these troops will be ordered to hold themselves ready to march tomorrow morning and all except Franklin's to await further orders. If you wish any of them to move towards Manassas, please inform me. Colonel Wagner, 2nd New York Artillery, has just come in from the front. He reports strong infantry and cavalry force of rebels near Fairfax Courthouse, reports rumors from various sources that Lee and Stuart, with large forces are at Manassas, that the enemy with 120,000 men intend advancing on the forts near Arlington and Chain Bridge with a view of attacking Washington and Baltimore. General Barnard telegraphs me tonight that the length of the line of fortifications on this side of the Potomac requires 2,000 additional artillerymen and additional troops to defend intervals according to circumstances. At all events, he says, an old regiment should be added to the force at Chain Bridge and a few regiments distributed along the lines to give confidence to our new troops. I agree with him fully and think our fortifications along the upper part of our line on this side of the river very unsafe for their present garrisons, and the movements of the enemy seem to indicate an attack upon those works. August 30th, 1130 a.m. Your telegram of 9 a.m. received. Ever since General Franklin received notice that he was to march from Alexandria, he has been endeavoring to get transportation from the Quartermaster at Alexandria, but he has uniformly been told that there was none disposable, and his command marched without wagons. After the departure of his corps, he procured 20 wagons to carry some extra ammunition by unloading Banks's supply train. General Sumner endeavored, by application upon the Quartermaster's department, to get wagons to carry his reserve ammunition, but without success and was obliged to march with what he could carry in his cartridge boxes. I have this morning directed that all my headquarters wagons that are landed be at once loaded with ammunition for Sumner and Franklin, but they will not go far towards supplying the deficiency. Eighty-five wagons were got together by the quartermasters last night, loaded with subsistence, and sent forward at 1 a.m. with an escort via Annandale. Every effort has been made to carry out your orders promptly. The great difficulty seems to consist in the fact that the greater part of the transportation on hand at Alexandria and Washington has been needed for current supplies of the garrisons. Such is the state of the case as represented to me by the quartermasters, and it appears to be true. I take it for granted that this has not been properly explained to you. On the morning of the 30th, heavy artillery firing was heard in the direction of Fairfax Courthouse, which I reported to the General-in-Chief. August 30th, 9.15 a.m. Heavy artillery firing is now in progress in direction of Fairfax Courthouse. There has been a good deal of it for two or three hours. I hear it so distinctly that I should judge it to be this side of Fairfax. Have not yet been able to ascertain the cause. It seems that the garrisons in the works on north side of Potomac are altogether too small. At 8 a.m. the following was sent to General J.G. Barnard in Washington. August 30th, 8 a.m. I yesterday sent nearly a regiment of cavalry to report to you for scouting on North Bank of Potomac. Three brigades of Sumners are on both sides of Chain Bridge, and thence to Tonali Town. The rest of this corps near Arlington and Corcoran. I have nothing in hand here at all, not a man. You had better ask for some more raw troops on North Side. At 8.20 a.m., the following was sent to General Burnside at Falmouth. August 30th, 8.20 a.m., Telegram of Midnight Received. Use your discretion about the cavalry. I have only three squadrons, two of which with Franklin. I expect some today. Do not strip yourself of anything. Your information about Pope substantially confirmed from this side. His troops are at Centerville. Supplies have gone to him by rail and by wagon. Secesh has missed his first coup. We shall soon see what his second is to be. At 11 a.m., the following telegram was sent to General Halleck. August 30th, 11 a.m., have ordered Sumner to leave one brigade in vicinity of Chain Bridge and to move the rest via Columbia Pike on Annandale and Fairfax Courthouse. Is this the route you wish them to take? He and Franklin are both instructed to join Pope as promptly as possible. Shall Couch move out also when he arrives? On the same day, I received the following from General Halleck. August 30th, one forty-five p.m., ammunition, and particularly for artillery, must be immediately sent forward to Centerville for General Pope. It must be done with all possible dispatch. To which this reply was made, August 30th, 2.10 p.m. I know nothing of the calibers of Pope's artillery. All I can do is to direct my ordnance officer to load up all the wagons sent to him. I have already sent all my headquarters wagons. You will have to see that wagons are sent from Washington. I can do nothing more than give the order that every available wagon in Alexandria shall be loaded at once. The order to the Brigade of Sumner that I directed to remain near Chain Bridge and Tonali Town should go from your headquarters to save time. I understand you to intend it also to move. I have no sharpshooters except a guard around my camp. I have sent off every man but those and will now send them with the train as you direct. I will also send my only remaining squadron of cavalry with General Sumner. I can do no more. You now have every man of the Army of the Potomac who is within my reach. The War Department now issued the following order. War Department, August 30th, 1862. The following are the commanders of the armies operating in Virginia. General Burnside commands his own corps, except those that have been temporarily detached and assigned to General Pope. General McClellan commands that portion of the Army of the Potomac that has not been sent forward to General Pope's command. General Pope commands the Army of Virginia and all the forces temporarily attached to it. All the forces are under the command of Major General Halleck, General-in-Chief. E.D. Townsend, Assistant, Adjutant General. I was informed by Colonel Townsend that the above order was published by order of the Secretary of War. The following dispatch was sent to General Barnard at Washington the same day. August 30th, 3.20pm. Your telegram to General Williams received. Of course, everything is under your charge, as usual. Upon arriving here and finding the state of things uncertain in my front, I took all the means in my power to place affairs in a safe condition. At the request of General Halleck, I sent some of my staff officers to inspect the works. I have placed Tyler's Regiment and Garrison near here, and ordered the 14th Massachusetts to duty again as heavy artillery. I have merely used my authority as the Senior General Officer for duty to assist you, having failed to find you. The whole of Sumner's Corps has been ordered to the front by General Halleck. Couch's division will take the same direction as soon as it arrives. I am now sending off my camp guard and escort, the last I can do. Tyler will, of course, be under your orders so long as he remains in the works. I have no more troops to give you, and as I have no command nor any position, I shall not regard it as my duty to take any further steps in regard to the works, except that I shall always be glad to confer with you in regard to any point about which you may be in doubt. I shall try to see General Cox at Upton's Hill today or tomorrow. I think he ranks you, but his command was the only one available for the purpose. The following were sent to General Halleck the same afternoon. August 30th, 5.15 p.m. Dispatch just received from General Cox at Upton's Hill reports that his cavalry has been to Fairfax Courthouse, Vienna, Freedom Hill, and Lewinsville, and found all quiet and no enemy heard of in immediate neighborhood. Has a party out to go to Drainsville, if practicable. States that at 4 p.m., Lieutenant Colonel Fowler of 14th Brooklyn passed him in an ambulance, wounded, who states that the fighting was north of Little River Pike, between it and Thoroughfare Gap. Longstreet had passed through the gap, which was substantially partially obstructed by our troops, so that it would hardly be practicable as a retreat for artillery reports general result of fighting in our favor, but cannot give particulars. General Cox states that firing at 4 p.m. was more rapid and continuous than before. I still hear it. August 30th, 7.45 p.m. I am glad to report the arrival of Colonel Gregg, with about 450 of his regiment, the 8th Pennsylvania Cavalry. Colonel Gregg will disembark during the night and lose no time in getting his men ready to march. More of General Couch's division have arrived. I have ordered them to disembark during the night. Have you any special orders for Greg? Couch's infantry are almost too good to use as railway guards. It is an excellent division of veterans. Will you permit new troops to be used for the purpose? At 10.30 p.m., the following telegram was sent to General Halleck. August 30th, 10.30 p.m. I have sent to the front all my troops, with the exception of Couch's division, and have given the orders necessary to ensure it's being disposed of as you directed. I hourly expect the return of one of my aides who will give authentic news from the field of battle. I cannot express to you the pain and mortification I have experienced today in listening to the distant sound of the firing of my men. As I can be of no further use here, I respectfully ask that, if there is a probability of the conflict being renewed tomorrow, I may be permitted to go to the scene of battle with my staff, merely to be with my own men, if nothing more. They will fight none the worse for my being with them. If it is not deemed best to entrust me with the command even of my own army, I simply ask to be permitted to share their fate on the field of battle. Please reply to this tonight. I have been engaged for the last few hours in doing what I can to make arrangements for the wounded. I have started out all the ambulances now landed. As I have sent my escort to the front, I would be glad to take some of Greg's cavalry with me, if allowed to go. To which, on the following day, I received this answer. August 31st, 9.18 a.m. I have just seen your telegram of 11.30 last night. The substance was stated to me when received, but I did not know you asked for a reply immediately. I cannot answer without seeing the President, as General Pope is in command by his orders of the Department. I think Couch's division should go forward as rapidly as possible and find the battlefield. On the same day, the following was received from General Halleck. August 31st, 1245 p.m. The subsistence department are making Fairfax Station their principal depot. It should be well guarded. The officer in charge should be directed to secure the depot by abattis against Cavalry. As many as possible of the new regiment should be prepared to take the field. Perhaps some more should be sent to the vicinity of Chain Bridge. At 2.30 p.m. the following dispatch was telegraphed to General Halleck. August 31st, 2.30 p.m. Major Haller is at Fairfax Station with my provost and headquarters guard and other troops. I requested four more companies to be sent at once, and the precautions you direct to be taken. Under the War Department order of yesterday, I have no control over anything except my staff, some 100 men in my camp here, and the few remaining near Fort Monroe. I have no control over the new regiments, do not know where they are or anything about them except those near here. Their commanding officers and those in the works are not under me. Where I have seen evils existing under my eye, I have corrected them. I think it is the business of General Casey to prepare the new regiments for the field and a matter between him and General Barnard to order others to the vicinity of Chain Bridge. Neither of them is under my command, and by the War Department order I have no right to give them orders." To which the following was the answer from General Halleck, August 31st, 10.07 p.m. Since receiving a dispatch relating to command, I have not been able to answer any not of absolute necessity. I have not seen the order as published, but will write you in the morning. You will retain the command of everything in this vicinity not temporarily belonging to Pope's army in the field. I beg of you to assist me in this crisis with your ability and experience. I am entirely tired out. The following reply was sent to General Halleck that night, August 31st, 1025 p.m. I am ready to afford you any assistance in my power, but you will readily perceive how difficult an undefined position such as I now hold must be. At what hour in the morning can I see you alone, either at your own house or the office? At 730 p.m., the following was sent to General Halleck, August 31st, 730 p.m., Having been informed that there were some 20,000 stragglers from Pope's army between this and Centerville, all of Gregg's cavalry have been sent to endeavor to drive them back to their regiments. 200 of 8th Illinois cavalry will be ready in the morning, and 250 more as soon as disembarked. The armament of Forts Buffalo and Ramsey is very incomplete. At 11.30 p.m., I telegraphed the following to General Halleck. August 31st, 11.30 p.m. The squadron of 2nd Regular Cavalry that I sent with General Sumner was captured today about 2 p.m., some three miles from Fairfax Courthouse, beyond it, on the Little River Pike, by Fitzhugh Lee with 3,000 cavalry and three light batteries. I have conversed with the 1st Sergeant, who says that when he last saw them they were within a mile of Fairfax. Pope had no troops on that road, the squadron getting there by mistake. There is nothing of ours on the right of Centerville but Sumner's corps. There was much artillery firing during the day. A rebel major told the sergeant that the rebels had driven in our entire left today. He said the road is filled with wagons and stragglers coming towards Alexandria. It is clear from the sergeant's account that we were badly beaten yesterday and that Pope's right is entirely exposed. I recommend that no more of Couch's division be sent to the front, that Burnside be brought here as soon as practicable, and that everything available this side of Fairfax be drawn in at once, including the mass of the troops on the railroad. I apprehend that the enemy will, or have by this time occupied Fairfax Courthouse and cut off Pope entirely, unless he falls back tonight via Sangster's and Fairfax Station. I think these orders ought to be sent at once. I have no confidence in the dispositions made as I gather them. To speak frankly, and the occasion requires it, there appears to be a total absence of brains and I fear the total destruction of the army. I have some cavalry here that can carry out any orders you may have to send. The occasion is grave and demands grave measures. The question is the salvation of the country. I learned that our loss yesterday amounted to 15,000. We cannot afford such losses without an object. It is my deliberate opinion that the interests of the nation demand that Pope should fall back tonight, if possible, and not one moment is to be lost. I will use all the cavalry I have to watch our right. Please answer at once. I feel confident that you can rely upon the information I give you. I shall be up all night and ready to obey any orders you give me. To which this reply was received from General Halleck. September 1, one thirty a.m. Burnside was ordered up very early yesterday morning. Retain remainder of Couch's forces and make arrangements to stop all retreating troops in line of works, or where you can best establish an entire line of defense. My news from Pope was up to 4 p.m. He was then all right. I must wait for more definite information before I can order a retreat, as the falling back on the line of works must necessarily be directed in case of a serious disaster. Give me all additional news that is reliable. I shall be up all night and ready to act as circumstances may require. I am fully aware of the gravity of the crisis and have been for weeks. It will be seen from what has proceeded that I lost no time in moving the Army of the Potomac from the peninsula to the support of the Army of Virginia, that I spared no effort to hasten the embarkation of the troops at Fort Monroe, Newport News, and Yorktown, remaining at Fort Monroe myself until the mass of the Army had sailed, and that after my arrival at Alexandria I left nothing in my power undone to forward supplies and reinforcements to General Pope. I sent with the troops that moved all the cavalry I could get a hold of, Even my personal escort was sent out upon the line of the railway as a guard with a provost and camp guard at headquarters, retaining less than 100 men, many of whom were orderlies, invalids, members of bands, etc. All the headquarters teams that arrived were sent out with supplies and ammunition, none being retained even to move the headquarters camp. The squadron that habitually served as my personal escort was left at Falmouth with General Burnside as he was deficient in cavalry. End of chapter 30